Welcome to a guide culture podcast series called Loy Lessons. I'm here, Macy McNeely, with my dad, Loy Day. Hello, everyone. And Loy Lessons, if you've been around for a while, you know they are not new. In fact, this is where a lot of everything about guide culture kind of began. At the beginning of my business journey, I was learning so much from Loy, learning how to sell, learning how to be credible, how to be liked and trusted, and and really learning these unwavering truths, these principles that were overflowing into Instagram and were really giving me a lot of traction. And he was giving me so much valuable information that all I could do, all I knew to do was to share him with the world. And we kind of got in this habit of every Thursday, he would share something called a Loy lesson on Instagram stories. Do you remember that, Loy? I do. Now, what happened though, I was not trying to share a Loy lesson. Right. You forced me I to did. do a Loy lesson. I put the phone in his face and I said, share some yeah. good, valuable yeah. content. It would start out where Macy would be talking with her audience on an Instagram story and she would just put the phone in my face and say, say something, Loy. Then eventually she would say, give us a lesson, Loy. And then eventually every Thursday we would have an an official Loy lesson. And during that time, remember, we also did some live Instagram stories for probably close to a year. Every morning is like our morning show yeah. because we were trying to build the guide culture name and Mm -hmm. get things going. So the Loy lessons did develop from that. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to continue them further into a podcast series. So many of you loved the Loy lessons, and we are so excited to just bring that series back in podcast form. So here is how it works. Every Wednesday and Friday on the Guide Culture Podcast, there will be a two-part series, a two-part message from Loy. And then on Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, there's going to be a clubhouse room called the School of Sales. And this is where he's going to kind of have a part three uh, on Clubhouse, but even better, this is where discussion and coaching actually happens. His name is Coach Loy Day on his social media because that is his gift is to coach. And he's he spends most of his time coaching inside of guide culture and especially with our guide culture coaches. So for him to be able to come and coach on Clubhouse is just so awesome and just honestly, it's it's priceless. So put that on your calendar, 10 a.m. Eastern time for Clubhouse. And the best way to get to the Clubhouse room is just to go to Clubhouse and search School of Sales, but also on the guide culture Instagram, we actually link the room right before it goes live. So you can just swipe up on those Instagram stories and it'll take you right to the clubhouse room. Hope you enjoyed this series and we will see you in the school of sales room. I was asked an interesting, a couple of interesting questions in clubhouse last week. Mr. Billy Bowie, who is a, a regular contributor on many clubhouses, stepped in and asked me some questions, seemingly hard questions, but for me, they were instinctively, I had an instinctive answer. I don't know if they were good or not, but it made me think about these two questions. One question was, what do you do and how do you know? What do you do to get yourself back in sync if you're out of sync? Or what is your rhythm? What do you do every day? What do you focus on? And the next question was, how do you know? How do you know when to make the next move, when to pivot, when to do whatever? And I thought a little bit more about those answers. I feel like the answer I gave him were accurate. I still like the answers, but I'm going to talk a little bit more about those. And when you think from the big picture, from the big picture looking down, what do you do? And 
I have found for me, I'll give you the three things that I think are the three things to do that I've basically done all my life from a big picture. Now, detailed down, it's going to be it's different ways. It, it has looked different ways. But in the big picture, I've done pretty much three things, or I feel like three things are the, the three basic things to be doing. And uh, for, uh, the first one is draw close to the Lord. The second one is learn and develop skills. And the third one is work, 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 work ethic. Uh, when I say draw close to the Lord, I'm talking about all things just continue to try to know him personally. He's given us, he changed the world when he showed up. He changed the world when he showed up. Talking about change. And he can change us if we will show up to get to know him. He is the change. And so for me, he has been my change. And ever since I met him and got to know him and, and starting to get to know him better, I've just been in awe. So continue to draw close to get to know him better is critical. It is critical for me. And if anytime you need something to, if you need to lead, you need to lead family, kids, business, yourself, anything you need to lead, that's where the information is. You go to the scripture, the word, and then go try to learn what all that means and get to know it personally and let it envelop you as part of who you are, then that is that gives us all the strength, the persistence, everything. So I believe continually drawing close to the Lord is critical. At least it is for me. That's that's always my thing, draw close, draw close. And it's hard to stay there. We go up and down, up and down, you know, we get distracted. But at the end of the day, when I get in distracted, I really get excited about coming back because he's always there. We're the one that changes and moves and leaves and goes away. He's always there. The truth is the truth, and that is the truth. So we go find the truth and stay close to it. And the second thing was learn and develop skills. We're always learning and developing skills. It's a never-ending task uh, because skills change. The marketplace changes What's hot changes, you know, new uh, accounts change. Uh, Billy Boo is talking about how the block changed, the worldwide, the web 3.0, and and how this third-party people like Facebook, Instagram are going to potentially go away. It's going to be more blockchain stuff where we're doing all this without this third-party source. Who knows where all that goes? We do have to continue to learn and develop and stay on our A game to stay ahead. Same thing with skills. People never change. The guy culture skills, the people skills never change. And I, I think no matter what the platform is, it doesn't matter what web you're on, the people thing and the truth remain the same always. It has never changed and it will never change. And for us to stay close to that, that's why we think guy culture is so valuable. This communication, leadership, sales, people, truth, all that stuff will always be uh, valuable. It would always be something to have and to work towards when we're developing our skills. The other skills are the marketplace skills or what you need to know, what you need to learn, whether it be health or, or your trade or, you know, the direction you want to go in next. If you need to pivot, whatever, 
those will always change. So that's when we continue to learn. And it also gives us that stream of flowing fresh water, fresh ideas, fresh creation, all these things that we can do if we stay learning in the learn. And the third thing there was work. We have to work. It's a work ethic thing. I talked about in the last podcast how it can be generational drive. Same thing I tell Macy and my kids and the, the son-in-laws who run the insurance agency. It's like, it's just, it's just work. If you put in the time, you make the calls, you, you do the work, you do enough of it. And, but the work is like, that's what you do. Like I know when, let's say you're starting out because I was in a pretty started out position when I started and you don't really have a lot of resources anyway. I mean, why not work two or three jobs? You have nothing, you don't have anything to do anyway. So just work, work two or three jobs. And then once you do that and you get in that rhythm, you don't let up what you have and you find the thing maybe you want to do a little more deeper. Well, maybe you work that as if it was two or three jobs. You just go really hard at it and, and get a big, strong work ethic going and, and you get in the grind and you, and part of this is produce, produce, produce. If you're not moving ahead, uh, we talk about in guide culture, the game day list, lists that move us forward. They're producing the productive list, not to do list, but producing things and producing. We're always keep reminded. Am I producing? Am I buffering? Am I spending time on, on activities that aren't getting anywhere? Or am I producing? Are these productive, truly productive activities? And that's when we think sales is so critical. Sales is communication, talking, you know, talking about what's important and producing is what sales is. And, and, and we, and we have to get focused in on all that. It's like maybe you have three jobs to start with and eventually you find that the one job can do better than the three put together and you get better at this one. So focusing in and getting in the focus is, is a big part of it. And then the second question was, how do you know? And I will say that for me, sometimes you don't. Sometimes the, the choices are 50-50. You don't know which is the right choice, but you have to make a decision and you pick it and you go with it. And then you get down the road, you may have to split again, or you may made the wrong decision, have to do something. But sometimes it's just a 50-50. You give it a go and give it a try. So you don't always know. But sometimes also it evolves. Like for me, it, it, it kind of evolved. As I was running this insurance business and the boys came in, my son-in-laws, and they took off with it, then basically talent was unleashed. They were moving so far ahead of me, I couldn't stay up with them. It was obvious that they were running. It, it just evolved. It wasn't a plan. I didn't know. Boy, did it ever evolve because they took off. The talent showed up. And the talent went to work on it, and they took off. The same thing with Mason Guy Culture. She came in, and she brought Catherine in and her team. The talent shows up, and then the talent runs with it. It evolved. It wasn't anything I planned, but it was a beautiful thing to watch. It is still a beautiful thing to watch, to watch them go. But basically, the story there is when the talent, give the talent a chance to unleash and all I did was get out of their way. They're just doing remarkable things. Now, I did preach my principles, which they may or may not like or believe in, which I think they do. But we're always talking about the principles of life, you know, with God being first and doing the work ethic and treating people right and, 
you know, staying focused on what we're doing, you know, don't take care off the ball. All these things that are life principles, it's just a, it's just getting in your habits and routines and going to work on a very focused and intense effort. And um, so, and many times it's just a gut. The gut tells you, you say, this is obvious that this is, my gut says do this. Many times if you study leadership or the leadership thing, it is a gut. The leader has to make an instinctive decision and then he has to lead the team, sell the team on it, that they got to believe that he's got to, you know, they're willing to follow that. But one, they follow him because he's leading himself or she, him or her are leading themselves well. They, they, they emulate a great leader, someone who's worth following and they take the gut instinct and they go lead with it. But that many times is just an instinct. Now I know that remember the, the grind and the focus on what you're doing. Uh, and, I, and I'll tell you this, like during the 2008 downturn, I knew when that happened, when all these banks were going out of business and everything was turning down, I, my instinct told me this is a 10-year plan. This is going to be 10 years before we see the other side of this. That was just my in the back of my head when I saw how, how hard everything crashed. I knew it was sounded like 10 years. Now, luckily, I was in the insurance business because that seemed to sustain during the downturn, the insurance. So that was a good business to be in. But I do remember for those 10 years, me grinding pretty hard, just trying to hang in there, just grinding, grinding, just keep doing the things, make the sales calls, see the people, try to add business, just grinding. And about 10 years later, it kind of opened back up. The son-in-laws came in, everything started working out. But what we don't talk about, what we don't see with those 10 years of grind that I just hung in there, just grind, grind, grind. Who knows how it's going to turn out, but the grind, doing the work, is what we have to continue to do. And uh, so it turned out to be, at this point, everything's going good, people are doing good, but it's not anything other than, like we talked about the last podcast on the Peloton, just get on, get on the focus, see where you're going, set your challenges in place, do what you can do, the best you can do, and keep moving forward, keep grinding and you never know what will show up and when. And maybe, hopefully, another generation, things will be good, but we don't know. The Lord does not promise us anything. And we're thankful for what we do have. And so we will enjoy it and, and be appreciative for what we do have. But my, my, my thing is to enjoy the grind, just keep doing the work, and and enjoy creation and all the people around you while you're at it.